This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, and our topic today is going to be solar water heating. And to discuss that topic with me is my guest, Bob Ramlow, who is the owner of the Artha Sustainable Living Center, as well as being an author and actually is a green guru on the greenlivingideas.com website and author of several articles on that site. Bob, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sean. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? We'll start there. Um, I I saw my first solar heating system, actually, a solar collector, back in 1971 when I was a senior at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. One of my uh, professors uh, installed that, and that was well before the oil embargo. It may actually have been one of the first solar installations in Wisconsin at the time. And I was a natural resources major. You know, we were... Um, you know, studying the environment, and even then, you know, it was uh, a lot of bad stuff going on, DDT and pesticides and pollution and all of that, uh, nuclear waste, and um, it was sort of, uh, you know, not too hard to get depressed um, at that time, uh, you know, especially in the field I was studying, and when I saw that solar collector, it was just like a light going on in my head. It was, oh, we have an answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's something positive that people can do, an alternative, and uh, that set me on uh, my life's path, in essence. Uh, I began then uh, building solar collectors way back then, uh, uh, got into the business full-time in the mid-'70s, uh, had a retail store, installation business, uh, installed uh, thousands of solar water heating and space heating systems uh, over my career and um, ended up selling that uh, business. And now I, uh, well, I wrote the book uh, Solar Water Heating, uh, which was published last year by New Society Publications. And uh, that book has been very well received, uh, kind of the first book of its kind to be written since the 80s. So uh, now we do consulting. I do a lot of training, uh, both uh, at Arthur Sustainable Living Center as well as for the Midwest Renewable Energy Association and uh, companies throughout the country. So it's interesting. I mean, obviously, you've been doing this for for a long time, relative to people's most people's even knowledge of, of the industry existing. So I'm curious. One of the things that fascinates me about your focus is that you know so so much. I think uh, lip service, and I am certainly mea culpa. I'm guilty of this as well. Is a lot of attention is given to solar energy and photovoltaics um, as a place of focus, but but really the focus of your practice um, and your work has been. Uh, on, on solar thermal systems and water heating and such. Uh, can, can you tell us why, why the focus on that versus photovoltaics? Well, uh, in my 
business, uh, for many years we did uh, solar water heating, solar space heating, uh, as well as photovoltaic and wind systems. And um, it just so happened that right in my neighborhood, uh, we have the premier PV installer for the whole Midwest. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had collaborated for many years. And, uh, you know, he was doing such a good job with the PV work that uh, um, I decided to just concentrate on solar water heating. Now, uh, another uh, issue uh, with that or, this, you know, part of the decision-making process was that, yeah, you know, of course the first thing that a person always should do is conserve energy. And... Uh, uh, that's the best money spent, and it, it certainly doesn't make any sense to put in a renewable energy system when you're wasting energy. Right. So the first step uh, on the path of energy independence and uh, 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 cleaning up your act, uh, so to speak, is to conserve. You know, look at how can I uh, use less energy to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things probably maybe a, a miss step or bad suggestion back in the oil embargo days was that you had to kind of give up something in order to save energy. And it's just not the case. We don't have to really change our lifestyle. We just have to be better consumers. Mm -hmm. Um, There are appliances available today that uh, use way less energy than the standard and that's something that everybody can do is to be a smart consumer and buy those Energy Star products, whether it's a... Funny you mentioned that. We, I just My last interview was with the EPA talking about the Energy Star program. So Yeah, so, uh, but after that, after you conserve energy, then you look at, well, how can I use renewable energy? Well, of all the renewable energy technologies that are out there, solar water heaters are by far and away the best investment that a person could make. And I, you know, I think that's something a lot of people just don't realize is what an area of focus. And I guess that makes sense and it dovetails with the fact that you hear about wrapping, you know, not in the solar area, but wrapping your existing, existing standard water heater, uh, you know, and insu- better insulating it is one of the areas that you can make the greatest dent. So, so that, that begins to make sense. So can you well, tell us a little bit about how exactly a, so- a solar thermal system works and specifically in regards to a solar water heating? Sure. Uh, uh, solar water heaters typically uh, they're going to use a some sort of a collector uh, to absorb the sun's energy and turn it into heat. Uh, the two most popular types of collectors, uh, one is called and the, uh, and the uh, traditional uh, collector is called a flat plate collector. Mm-hmm. And uh, these systems have been or this type of collector has been around for a hundred years. So it's not like that we're forging new territory here. This uh, is a newfangled well, technology. Right. Actually, people don't realize that the first hot water to come out of a faucet was solar heated. Solar water heaters predate gas water heaters and electric water heaters. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's kind of like, you know, you hear about the electric car and you go back to the, the origins of cars and you find that the, the technology was there. Right totally before. true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so uh, flat plate collectors have been around for a long time, and it's a real solid uh, technology. Uh, new technology that's emerging is called evacuated tube collectors, and those work very well um, uh, as well. 
And so you have a collector. Now, collectors have to be in the sun and facing generally in a southerly direction. Um, oftentimes, they're, you know, most commonly, they're mounted on a roof, but they can be mounted on a rack in the yard as well. Uh, a uh, liquid is uh, circulated through the solar collectors in warmer climates. Uh, water may be the uh, fluid. Uh, in colder climates, it's typically a non-toxic antacrease that's circulated through the collectors. Uh, so when the sun comes out, the collectors get warm, a pump comes on and circulates the fluid through the collectors and down into the building. Inside the building, there is a heat exchanger called a liquid-to-liquid heat exchanger. This heat exchanger extracts the heat from the solar fluid and puts it into uh, domestic water. Uh, always, uh, I suggest having a separate tank to store the solar-heated water. Uh, you know, you have to understand that the sun is shining for three to five hours a day, depending on the season, and we need to collect enough heat in that three to five hour period to last for 24 hours. So you need a separate storage tank, and usually that storage tank is a little bit bigger than your regular water heater. And, and I take it that also the, the thermal insulation of that tank is important as it is with the standard water heater. Certainly, yes. You, you want a good, high-quality tank there. And, and what, do you, what are your specific suggestions there for people in terms of the type of tank and the type of wrapping and, and things like that? Well, you, uh, you know, there are tanks that are specifically made for uh, storing solar-heated water, and those tanks typically... They're actually, they're very similar to a traditional water heater. They may have a uh, extra insulation in it. Mm-hmm. Some tanks actually have a heat exchanger right inside the tank, whereas other tanks don't have a heat exchanger, and you use what's called an external heat exchanger in that case. Okay. And is this always a rip-and-replace type technology? Is this completely replacing the old water heater, or is there sometimes mixed systems, or how does that usually work? Uh, this is uh, not a replacement for your existing water heater. And certainly, you know, I often get a call from people who say, my regular water heater's dying, I want to replace it with solar. Well, that's not exactly the way it works because, um, you know, in essentially all climates, there are cloudy periods. And, of course, if the sun doesn't shine for three or four days, uh, you wouldn't have any hot water if you were relying 100% on solar. And it's just not practical to store heat for more than a day or two. So you have to have a backup water heater. Now, uh, solar water heaters um, typically can provide between 50 and 75% of the annual domestic water heating needs, depending on your climate. Uh, but you're still going to need that backup to to take care of the cloudy periods. If you can see your shadow, even on a cloudy day, you're going to be getting some solar heating. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, you know, certainly like during the summer and spring and fall, you may easily be getting 100% of your domestic hot water from solar. Uh, during the rest of the year or in, when it's partly cloudy, you may not heat your storage tank, your solar storage tank, up to uh, the design temperature like 120, uh, where you want uh, 
that that's the temperature you want the water to come out of your faucet. But even if I heat it up to 90 or 80, why I still saved energy and that preheated water then uh, flows into your backup water heater and your backup water heater doesn't have to work as hard. So you save energy whether it's full sun or even on partly cloudy days. Now, I'm curious, <clears throat> and you, you're talking about the, you know, really the analysis to determine whether or not there, there's viability. Is it similar to solar PV in terms of, um, you know, the requirements of, of getting a, an effective amount um, uh, of solar exposure? Solar thermal collectors are not nearly as touchy as uh, PV panels are. A PV panel, if you get just a little bit of shading on a collector, the whole collector can easily turn off. Mm. Okay. And, in fact, the whole system could turn off uh, with just a little bit of shade. Uh, solar thermal collectors are not that way. A little bit of shading on part of a collector means that little bit of the collector doesn't work and the rest of it keeps on working. So would it be, like a solar PV, would it be something that you would recommend to get the, an analysis done still, you know, depending on, obviously, different parts of the country are going to get different amounts of exposure? And then, of course, even the specific, you know, whether you're on a hillside and whether you're facing a certain direction and such, um, uh, do, do you recommend that people, is that part of your practice usually to, to actually, um, you know, do the analysis first, or do you just pretty much kind of, it's, it's, it's so tolerant that that's not really important? No, I always uh, suggest that a client get a site assessment uh, done on their building to make sure that there's someplace uh, adequate to put the solar collectors, where to run the piping, is there enough room in the uh, basement or mechanical room to uh, have the second storage tank and uh, um, things like that. So, And I would mention at this point that the most critical or most important consideration when you're choosing a solar water heater is what is it? What's your climate like? You know, a, a type of a system that would be very appropriate for Florida or Southern California would not be appropriate for, uh, for instance, here in Wisconsin, where we experience long and very cold conditions. So, climate is. Uh, the biggest determining factor in what type of a system a person would get. So in terms of the systems themselves, what do they typically cost? You know, this always comes up. Is, you know, what do they cost, and, and when, when do they typically start to pay for themselves, or do they start to pay for themselves at some point? Well, my uh, smart aleck answer to that question <laughs> is uh, they don't cost anything. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it's really true. Uh, now, today, with uh, natural gas and electric prices the way they are, and propane, uh, oil, all the ways people heat uh, hot water, uh, it's actually cheaper to heat water with solar than it is any fossil fuel. Okay. Uh, now, certainly, this type of system does have an upfront cost, and these systems can cost anywhere from uh, five to ten thousand dollars. Okay. In upfront cost. Uh, there are incentives available. Uh, there, there's a federal tax credit right now that will pay uh, 30% of a system uh, cost up to $2,000 for a system that provides at least 50% of the annual domestic hot water needs and that utilizes uh, rated collectors. Okay. 
Now, as with other incentives and grants that we're seeing from state and federal government, um, are, are these time limited, or, or do you already are you already aware of the time limits on them, or do we know? Because I notice a lot of these things are they're very short term. Uh, the federal tax credit is a very popular uh, program. Uh, right now, it's scheduled to last. Uh, it will cover systems installed through 2008. Okay. But uh, there are certainly uh, a number of bills floating through uh, Congress right now to extend those tax credits uh, well into the future, and I'm very confident that uh, that'll happen. Okay. Now, also, I would mention that um, beyond the federal tax credit, many states have uh, incentive programs. Uh, some utilities have incentive programs. Uh, I know here in Wisconsin we have the Focus on Energy program that's offering another 25%. Uh, you, so that's not uncommon. Okay. Do you, and do you have any resources for our listeners listening in today, uh, website links perhaps, to, to get more information in yes, terms of their Yes, there is a good website available. Um, I'll have to look this up uh, while we're talking, and I'll uh, have that information by the end of the interview. Okay, and perhaps you could also put it on, on your website, which I didn't, I failed to mention in the intro, which is uh, Artha Online, A-R-T-H-A, O-N, uh, obviously online, I think everybody knows how to spell that, dot com. And uh, maybe you could even put it in your link section. I don't want to offer up, I don't want to make your webmaster go to more work than they need to, but that's another option too. Um, we can add it onto our uh, website in the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just curious too about, you know, if for listeners listening and says, okay, I'm ready to go, I, I, I'm sold, I want to get a solar water heating system, where, where do you start? Well, I would, uh, I would look uh, in the yellow pages. And see, uh, you know, most areas have installers, and the good thing about that is uh, these installers are going to be—they're going to know what systems, what type of system works in that climate. And so, uh, uh, that would be the first place I would start. What section of the yellow pages would would those folks be under typically? Um, that's typically going to be under uh, uh, solar water heating. Okay, so it's it's good. It has its own division in the in the yellow pages. That's all. That's good. Uh, as well, uh, many plumbers uh, are now uh, uh, getting into uh, installing solar water heaters, and of course, that, that it's a natural thing for a plumber to uh, uh, be putting this type of thing in. So. Um, that it would be another place that I would look to. You know, I'm glad um, you brought. I will also on, oh, on our website. I will put a couple of links. One would be uh, the Desire website, and, and again, it's uh, uh, there is a national database of solar installers uh, to help you find an installer, and uh, I'll have that up on my website here. Um, Shortly. Okay. Well, no problems. We, we, they have the link. The listeners have the link. They can go there and find out uh, those additional resources, uh, the website URLs for those. Now, you brought up something about uh, plumbers, and I had a plumber out talking about, uh, to our house, actually, we were talking about going with a tankless water heating system. Can you give us a quick comparison for anybody who's heard about those? And we've interviewed a, a few different experts in that area on this show. Can you give us a comparison of the two in your estimation? Well, uh, I would say that um, a... Um, Tankless or an on-demand water heater is a very nice complement or backup for a solar water heater. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
personally, I've had that particular setup, so, uh, my primary water heater being solar and a uh, gas-on-demand water heater is my backup, and I've had that system in for 25 years, uh, raised up a family with that, uh, uh, and uh, they work great. My only comment on that is going to be that you want to make sure that the on-demand water heater is compatible with preheated water. And okay. most manufacturers make a special model. Sometimes they're called the solar model mm -hmm. uh, that uh, are made specifically to work perfectly well with a um, solar water heating system. Okay. Well, that's, that's good information. I wasn't aware that there were special uh, solar models available, so that's good to know that these guys are working together. Oh, yes. Good. Well, my guest today has been Bob Ramlow, who is the co-owner of Artha Sustainable Living Center and a lead consultant for the state of Wisconsin's Focus on Energy program. He's also the author of Solar Water Heating, a comprehensive guide to solar water and space heating systems. And Bob, I'd like to say I'd love to have you back on the program so we can uh, devote a show to uh, the topic that we weren't able to cover today, which was solar space heating. I look forward to it. Great. Well, thanks again for being on the program. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.